Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the coming out at both ends, but don't worry edition. What? <laughs> don't worry. No. Of course, we're talking about butts again. Um, we are. The second half of the show is going to be about, about, about holiday butts. <laughs> holiday butts, y'all. That's right. What more could you want for the season? That's right. What more could you want? That's right. Today is in betweeny 066. The importance of ant puke, of course, <laughs> and and the best damn Christmas tradition that has to do with butts. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I I have no idea. Um, so you're gonna have to tell me everything. That's right. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I'm with the very skeptical Marissa Riley. That's me. Uh, I am truly lost this week. The only um. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the hint that you gave me in a second, yeah. but I am I am lost. Yeah. I am going to need some help yeah. finding this light. If, uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Dr. Riley here uh, comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I really have no idea what she's ever going to talk about. I can't even guess. I can't even guess right now, and the title uh, usually gives a little context. Um, but yeah, the only clue that I got was mm. that it was about the holidays. <laughs> And she told me this like weeks ago. Yeah. She was like, we're going to do holiday editions. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But our way. But our, our, our way. Our way of doing Which is with butts. <laughs> That's right. Everything is about butts. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. to it. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you're also a longtime listener or your brand spanking new, we okay. just want to say... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we really do. Thank you. It means uh, everything to us yeah. that you listen, write to us, mm-hmm. tweet us, DM us. Exactly. For listening, mm. subscribing, rating, um, the outpouring of love and support over the horrible thing known as social media. You guys are there. Y'all are there. And it's just it's just amazing. We it's, love you. It, we love you so much. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we just want to know. We just want to let you know that we read Every review, and we basically cry because oh, they're oh, so it's beautifully true. written. So I'll I'll be like in the bathroom, and Joel will be like, "Oh my god, someone wrote us!" And I will bust out with like my pants around my ankles, like, "What did they say?" Yeah, was that TMI? Probably, but you are listening to all that's interesting, that's which right. could basically be renamed uh, mostly butts. Mostly butts. <laughs> um, who knows? In the new year, we might have to rebrand. That's true. <laughs> so. Uh, basically, this podcast wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. Uh, specifically, Rebecca Kaufman Padowski. Yes, Rebecca. Rebecca. If you're listening, you left a little tip in our Venmo tip jar at Well, that's interesting, and it went a long way. So thank you so much. Thank you're basically you. you're basically the executive producer of this in betweeny. So thank you. You really are. <laughs> I will learn to spell both of your last names it it means everything absolutely to me specifically and everyone please stick around after the break because that half of this in between is brought to us by another member of the flock yeah y'all just went this knocked it out of the park this week it's yeah and we'll get in we'll get into who that member of the flock is after the break because it's they're just amazing people yeah i love it when our listeners um do part of our job for us (laughs) it's very helpful it's so cool thank you oh my god please don't stop yeah so i guess we should begin we absolutely should begin all right let's begin today it's all about puke and poop of course as (laughs) per usual 
but perhaps for the first time in this podcast's history, the puke and poop is not caused by a parasite or organ failure and the like. What? No, no, my friends, this episode is nothing but cheer and amazement. Okay. Because... (laughs) (laughs) If you say so, Jill. (laughs) Because it's the goddamn holiday season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's begin with some recent incredible discoveries about some of the smallest among us, our ant friends. I fucking love an ant friend. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in Tucson. That's right. I'm already launching into a story. And there <laughs> in my lawn was like the biggest ant, um, what do you call it? Colony. Colony. Yeah. And, and that's the end of the story. And I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's it. And they were large. They, they were, were really big. I took a lot ants. of pictures and yeah. videos and, uh, the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it would be more interesting. Um, they were that that was that was riveting. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. Thanks. So actually, that'll come in handy because you did watch them. I you, watched you them, them a lot. Yeah, you, I had a lot of free time. Okay, <laughs> okay. So put a pin in that. Okay. Bring up your aunt stories as we go through this because that'll it'll be helpful. Yeah, sure. I mean, if it doesn't put people to sleep, okay, I'll bring it up again. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about some recent discoveries. And to do this, we need to travel back to a more innocent time, the early 2016s. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who, who were we? We didn't even have Trump yet. No, no. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, we're with Adria Labouf, assistant professor and head of the incredibly named Laboratory of Social Fluids. I love that so much. <laughs> Laboratory of Social Fluids at the University of Freiburg in Switzerland, uh, where the party don't stop. No, it don't. No. Uh, it was here where it was discovered ants use a social network system that's not made of apps, emails, or texts, but vomit. They vomit, uh, well, basically... The vomit they exchange mouth to mouth is is basically what they do. One could argue that Twitter is vomit. Um, I've never tweeted something that didn't feel like I was throwing up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I do love that ants use actual vomit. I think it's probably kinder to themselves than the uh, The the anxiety that comes Mm. with tweeting. But but why? Why Of all the things they could do to... um, Communicate. Yes. And put out messages. Why is it throwing up? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Excellent question. Excellent question. Uh, But first, the fancy word for regurgitating food into another organism's mouth is trophallaxis. Oh, that's a cool word. Want to say it together? Trophallaxis. (laughs) It sounds like a car. (laughs) (laughs) And if you ever spent just a few seconds watching ants walk about and interact, you've probably seen them do this without even knowing. Um, If you've ever seen ants bump heads, for example, one may be lovingly puking into the other's mouth, and they have a very good reason for it. And we'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) I had no idea this was happening. Yeah. That's what you were watching. In my front yard. That's right. People throwing up inside each other's mouths. (laughs) And Uh, and people. Yeah. (laughs) I want to draw some sort of parallel to that and like Hmm. the East Village at 2 a.m. on like a Sunday. Yes. Uh, In lower Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just where bros go to throw up on the streets. Yeah. We just had SantaCon here. That's. Oh, my God. Yeah. No wonder. Um. (laughs) <laughs> no wonder the new strain is like spreading like wildfire it's because right. of if you don't know what SantaCon is google it and know that 
uh, it's a bad thing. It's Just bad. look at the pictures with like a negative lens and you will understand <laughs> yes. what it's like to be a New Yorker on this particularly day. hellish day yes. every year. And no one like pays attention to when it's going to be. So it kind of catches you by surprise. It's yeah. basically where every terrible person in the city, which is most people, um, <laughs> dress up like Santa Claus and start drinking at nine in the morning. It, it is, And then it's a pub crawl. So they just keep going. Oh, it's a pub crawl? Yeah. So they go from like one bar to another. Not okay. many bars do this or participate anymore because it's been such a clusterfuck and terrible. But enough to like but enough ruin to, your day. Yeah. If you accidentally stumble into a crowd of drunken frat bro Santas, it's... And, and ladies. Ladies like to do it too. Oh, ladies do it too. Yeah. And... and <laughs> I'm always disappointed when I see <laughs> yes. the women doing it. Yeah, it's, uh, because it's rough. It's, it's really it's rough. Yeah, I expected better from this gender. But. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. we were talking about ants. ants. Uh. <laughs> Jesus. So ants may be tiny, but boy, howdy, they have a lot going on in their bodies. Uh, on average, they have a foregut, a midgut, and a hindgut. That's a lot of guts. It's a lot of guts. That midgut and that hindgut are all about digestion, yeah. but... Dr. Marissa, please tell us what LeBouf told LiveScience.com about the foregut. Why is that so special? I would love to talk about it. All right, quote, for social insects, the foregut uh, has become sort of a social stomach. Uh, when ants do trophallaxis, they aren't just passing external food, they're passing out hormones, nestmate recognition cues, small RNAs, and all sorts of other things, end quote. So they're passing on some hormones. Yep. They're passing on nestmate recognition cues. Mm -hmm. Okay. So kind of like a little flirting, maybe? They could be. I mean, it's uh, basically... I guess we'll get into it. Okay, it's like, okay, It's okay. a lot going on in this puke. Uh, this particular puke from that particular gut contains, like, attachments and PDFs you really want to read, especially if you're one ant among literally thousands upon thousands. Okay. You uh, can flirt with a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nerdiest I've never thing. T- <laughs> <laughs> you can flirt with a PDF. I'm going to say. Jill is my partner, by the way. If you haven't uh, caught on uh, to that, I'm going to send you a a flirty PDF. That's amazing. Please please don't tell me when you send it. I just want to randomly find it in my inbox. Oh my God, listeners, please send flirty PDFs this way. Or don't. You're cooler than that. I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. Uh, so where am I in my notes? Um, LaBeouf and her team and their team recognized that this fluid helps organize the entire colony. And it wasn't until their new study published this year in the journal eLife, which peeled back the puke curtain to reveal just how detail oriented this puke is. Oh, my God. They're not just generic emails or PDFs that have your <sighs> name in all caps, for example. <laughs> We're talking about organization and assistance on a personal level. Oh, my God. Turns out, depending on what role an ant has and who they're sharing with determines what puke they make and what puke they ingest. Oh. So how did how did the team figure this out? Well, honestly, they looked at a lot of ants and a lot of ant puke. Um, from the Life Science article, ants puke into each other's mouths to form social bonds. Quote, the Boof and Sanja Hakala, a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Freiburg, 
analyze the social stomach contents of carpenter ants in both wild colonies and lab-raised colonies. Across their samples, they identified 519 proteins being passed around the ant colonies. Oh, my God. 27 of those proteins were found in all of the samples, regardless of the colony's age, location, or individual ants' status, end quote. Okay, so I've been quiet for a while and I just wanted to put the reason is because I'm trying to like compare this to some sort of communication other than PDFs and emails it's so advanced there's so many components to this that I can't really figure out exactly what it is other than like social media there's just so it's kind of like code too because it's genetic stuff that they're passing on yeah it's it's so beyond just like a conversation that is incredibly cool yeah it's a conversation like chemically and biologically it's so interesting yeah Yeah. um those 27 common proteins aside things got real specific dr marissa please give us an example of how tailored that protein puke can get i would love to all right from eurekaalert.org quote Researchers identified proteins that could be used to determine both the individual's role and the age of their colony. Oh my God! For example, they found that members of a more mature uh, ant, of more mature ant colonies had more nutrient storage proteins necessary for the growth and metamorphosis of their young in comparison to members of newly founded ant colonies. Nurse ants, that's so cute, uh, that cared for the young in their colony also had more anti-aging proteins in their stomachs. This suggests that colony members may pool these life-extending proteins in their nurses to help ensure that they uh, survive to look after the next generation, end quote. Oh my God, so they they collect knowledge based on what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. In little degrees. <laughs> That's right. In little the, ant degrees little, that they're vomiting along. <laughs> so yeah. cute. And the nurses get anti-aging proteins, which is awesome. Who doesn't want that? I so. want that. <laughs> Put it in my face. That's right. Uh, and forager ants of the colony actually make and spread a whole different set of proteins used for a whole different purpose. Check this out. Uh, Dr. Marissa, you brought up nutrient storage proteins. Yes which sounds delicious. Amazing. <laughs> Basically, think of these as energy bars, your favorite meal, and a pick-me-up blended into one protein shake. Beautiful. Forager ants forage for food, metabolize that food into those proteins, and then pass those proteins around via puke. These pukes are so energy-rich, quote, often adults in ant colonies don't even need to eat because there are ants that eat on the behalf of the colony, LeBouf told live science. Instead, they sort of slowly break down these nutrient-storing proteins, end quote. Uh, oh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, this is incredible. Yeah. This. Let's just a quick pause for how sure. cool this is. Yeah. Um, so this is more than communication. They're, we're giving each other anti-aging vomit yeah. proteins in vomit form. <laughs> we're giving nutrient bursts yeah. in the form of vomit <laughs> yes i know am yeah. i getting this right yeah. like this is incredible That's exactly right. yeah oh my god yeah hakala also said in a statement quote these findings show that some colony members can do the metabolic labor on the behalf of others end quote so yeah it's pretty incredible these forager ants use their time to eat and digest so other ants can use their time to do whatever their role is 
Oh my god. Yeah. It's such a, like, a society. <laughs> yes! It's such a society. Yeah. The efficiency is fucking mind-boggling, <sighs> and it really puts us to shame. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed at how we do everything now. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but America, we need to start vomiting no. proteins <laughs> no. into each other's mouths. Um, no. I'm kidding, obviously, <laughs> but I, I mean, we should... <laughs> We should work on some stuff. We should work on some stuff and be as awesome as, as ants. Yeah, it's it's inspiring. Uh, basically, it's, it's inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying this meeting could have been an email and this email could have been a drink. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> but honestly, ants have been around for somewhere between 140 to 168 million years. Uh, so they've had some time. To figure it out. Work out the gigs. Yeah. Uh, next up on LeBouf's to-do list is to find out the mechanisms of how all these proteins are passed on and absorbed. Like, like how does this happen? Yeah, how, do, uh, how does this even work? Yeah, so which means they'll be looking at stuff even smaller than ant puke, itty-bitty ant cells. And uh, I know. And I'm happy to leave that job to the Laboratory of Social Fluids after the break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're moving on from puke to poop, and we have one member of the flock to thank for it. Yes! <laughs> so Thank you. Stay tuned. Please do. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? 
Download Spotify for podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And Lauren Nayert. Yes, Lauren. If you're listening, we just want to send you the biggest goddamn thanks. Yes. Thank you, Lauren. Also, a personal thank you. You like a lot of my tweets and I notice it. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Okay, you're, like, you're like two little ants. Yes. <laughs> just puking into each other's mouths. <laughs> so, my friends, uh, Lauren is a longtime member of the flock and is the beautiful soul who back in June, I think it was, mm. sent us an article from the Arkansas Times about a local superhero named Shadow Vision. Ah, yes! You remember Shadow Vision? (laughs) Do I remember? I love Shadow Vision. Oh my god. Uh, We covered Shadow Vision in episode 046. Uh, He's a real grown man who fights crime uh, with ninja swords. He really does. But has no mode of transportation, so he walks everywhere. So please, my friends, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. If you haven't had a listen, scroll back and enjoy episode 046. It will make your day. My God. Um, Anyway, Lauren blessed us once again uh, and sent in an article from the BBC and BTW. If any member of the flock wants to send us really anything you think is interesting, uh, you can email us at wellthatsinterestingpod at Gmail. Uh, You can DM us over the social media stuffs. Yeah. Uh, We're going to read it. And be really obsessed with it. Yeah. Like really nerd out. Yeah. So, So do it. All right. So Let's begin. Let's begin by heading over to one of the most gorgeous regions on Earth, Catalonia. Oh, my. That's kind of like Italy, sort of. Kind of, yeah. I sound like an idiot. No. No, no. Spain. Okay. 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 Sorry. (laughs) I'm wrong. Okay. Well, let's clear this. Let's clear it up for our fellow geographically challenged Americans. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I got you. Where is Catalonia? Simply picture the roundish nation of Spain. Okay-ish. Now point to the very northeastern corner. Okay. And here we are. That's it. The oh, Catalan, the Catalan region, resting right on the border with France. Uh, it's also home to Barcelona and the Pyrenees Mountains. Just fucking gorgeous. So, my friends, this is an ancient place whose language can be traced back to the ninth century. Wow. Single fucking digits. Wow. Uh, so, as you can imagine, the people of this magnificent place have many traditions, and we're going to talk about what I think is the greatest tradition of them all. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, are you ready? That's big. Yeah. I, I- <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready, but let's do it. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, when I say nativity scene, like a Christmas nativity scene, what what do you think of? I think of what I see in front of churches, uh-huh. um, which is like like li- like um, little statues uh-huh. of Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus. You got it. The kings. Uh-huh. The animals. Perfect. And I think there's another one. <laughs> like, there's another for, one. For good measure. <laughs> there's, someone else was there, too. I, I believe. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, like a fucking angel. Or a manger. Something. There was a manger. A manger, an angel. An angel. Shepherd, shepherd. There's ah, a shepherd. there you go. There's a shepherd. Go. Got it. I hit you so hard in the <laughs> yeah, arm. It actually shook my voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> totally fine. Um, yeah, so from the BBC article... Catalonia's beloved scatological Christmas uh, custom, quote, a Catalan nativity scene contains all the usual suspects. There's Mary and Joseph gazing down lovingly at baby Jesus sleeping in his manger. There are oxen gently lowing and perhaps some shepherds. Ah, told you. There you go. (laughs) But look closer and hidden among the traditional characters is a little figure 
trousers down, doing his business right in the middle of the holy scene. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Um, This is awesome. Okay, continue. (laughs) I like this a lot. The Caganet, literally the defecator, is a staple of Christmas in Catalonia. I'm obsessed. The traditional figure depicts a peasant wearing black trousers, a white shirt, and the classic red Catalan cap. Okay. He may also be smoking a pipe and reading a newspaper. Of course he is. End of, quote. Of course he is. Yeah. I really like this. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I really like You're freaking this. out? I'm freaking out. I also like caught a glimpse of a picture, so I'm like really excited. <laughs> yes, my friends, it is custom and even necessary in the Catalan region to hide away a little figure, a little figurine dropping a deuce within a nativity scene. Maybe he's behind a haystack, maybe behind a barn, maybe even behind the manger itself. Oh, my God. Now, before we get into why and when this tradition started and even how it's starting to gain traction worldwide, uh, Dr. Marissa, I'd like to show you a traditional kagane. Uh, please tell us what it looks like. I would and, love to. Uh, all photos we talk about will be on our social media stuff, so please come on by and Oh. Take a look at this guy taking a dump. You so. <laughs> you got to you got to come on by. All right. Uh, the picture is fully here. Okay. Um it's exactly what you think it is. It's a figure, kind of um yeah, it's a figure. And it's he's got his he's pulling down his pants. He's in the squat position. Yeah. And um <laughs> even his face kind of looks like he's um you know, Concentrating. He's concentrating. Okay, that was a much nicer word than I was going to say, which was pushing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please keep listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, he's concentrating on what he's doing. Yeah. This is amazing. I had no idea. Um, I had no idea either. To Lauren. A sense of humor is timeless, yeah. you guys. Uh, this is wonderful. I love that people are trolling Jesus. Um <laughs> Especially around the holidays. I think we all <laughs> should troll Jesus on the holidays. Um, I'm just kidding. He's got a sense of humor. It's fine. It's fine. He gets it. <laughs> yeah. He's down. Um, also, I really want like 12 of these because ah. I feel like I walk past these all the time. Put a pin in that. Okay. Yeah. Will do. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great and lighthearted, but don't take my word for it uh, from the BBC article. Quote, it's like the funny part of something that is supposed to be very serious. Yeah. The, the nativity, laughed Caganet collector Marc Ignacy Corel, 53, from Barcelona, end quote. Uh, Marc is not alone in his love of the pooping figurines. <laughs> uh, there's the equally adorable Friends of the Caganet Association, okay. a group that welcomes all collectors to join. Uh, it was established in 1990 and has over 70 members from Spain, Belgium, Germany, Italy, the United States, and Japan. I highly, highly recommend checking out their website where you'll see pictures of members showing off their like recent additions to their collections. It's really cute. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to spell it because I won't be able to say it. (laughs) Totally fine. A-M-I-C-S-D-E-L-C-A-G-A-N-E-R dot C-A-T. And their logo is fucking Amazing. Oh, my God. Um, Dr. Marissa, I'm going to show you the logo. And would you not put this on everything you own? Here it is. Show it to me. Uh, I mean, (laughs) this is the best logo in the world. Um, I want this on a a a T-shirt. I'm thinking about the tattoo. Not going to do it. (laughs) But I'm thinking about it. Um, It's just, like, beautiful font um, with the name of the group. 
And then um, on top, of, on the top of the name is one of these figures from the backside going <laughs> for it. And there's even a little coil of... Um, yeah. Of... Uh, What's a turd. A turd. Okay. Yeah. I was going to try to come up with like defecation or a BM or something. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. You see his butt. You see the big old poop. It's yeah. Pretty great. That's exactly what you see. Yeah. It's pretty great. Love it. So if you hit up the site, you'll also see a section that goes into a lot of detail about the history and purpose of the squatter. Uh, Dr. Marissa, <laughs> <laughs> please do us the honor of telling us what this figurine signifies. <laughs> Didn't even think about the significance. I just thought it was for fun. I love this. Okay. All right. Quote, the Caganet, is that right? Yeah. The Caganet is one of the most characteristic and beloved figures in popular Catalan uh, Christmas imagery. Uh, The placement of this uninhibited and controversial figure in the nativity is a counterpoint, which adds a human side to the representation of the mystery of Christmas. This down-to-earth symbol makes for a marvelous, marvelous synthesis, which harmonizes its transcendent and supernatural message with material reality and the biological condition of being human. The Caganet is traditionally placed under a bridge, behind a haystack, or otherwise discreetly hidden, since it would show a lack of respect if this figure were situated where he would be visible from the crib of the nativity or to those who come to adore the Christ child. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Okay, it is customary for children when contemplating the scene to ask where is the Caganet? Then entertain themselves by looking for him. End quote. Yeah, <laughs> I love I know. that. The kids go looking for <laughs> him. <laughs> it's pretty adorable. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. I'm not tearing up over how beautiful this is. All right. Ah, uh, this is fun for the whole family. And as for its origins, it's hard to say because the custom dates so far back. Uh, the website notes it was already in Catalan popular culture by the Baroque period. Oh my god! Which is like, which is basically like the 16th. Uh, 1600s, basically. Dude. Yeah. Now, during this time, depicting farming conditions and rural home life was the artistic trend, still lives, and the countryside landscapes were all the rage. You can't get away from this, like these types of paintings when you go into a museum. They're just fucking everywhere. Right. So basically, it's hyperrealism, and what's more realistic than someone out in the field taking a crap, basically. It's the so. hyperrealist thing <laughs> right. I've ever seen. Now, there is a traditional Caganet with the traditional outfit that we spoke about. Yes. But because the pooping man signifies all of humanity, artisans and good old-fashioned entrepreneurs have taken the figurine to new and modern heights. Yes! My (laughs) My friends, if you ever wanted David Bowie or Angela Merkel taking a dump behind a savior... I do! We can make that happen. Good! (laughs) Consider this my holiday gift to you. Head on over to Caganet.com. Right now. I will. C A G A N E R dot com. And Dr. Marissa, we're at, that's what we're going to do right yes! now. Yes! <laughs> I want five! <laughs> uh, please shop around and tell us what you see. I have the website up, open right okay. here. All right, I'm going to take your computer away from you. Yeah. Oh my God, these are truly incredible. Uh, I see Tina Turner. Um, <laughs> I see the Squid Game Girl. Um, okay, I'm going to. So these are like. People are working on these all the time. Yeah. I see a baby Yoda. Um, 
Okay, I see a guy making a pizza. <laughs> and squatting. They're all squatting. They're all squatting, too. And and you need one of these in your life. Um, oh, my God. I see Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, a weightlifter. <laughs> I see an executive woman, uh, a lifeguard. Uh, so, th- so they also have occupations. They have like a waiter. Um, this, I mean, this is really wonderful. Yeah. They have someone riding a bike while taking a shit. That's very <laughs> impressive. Uh, Andy Warhol. He's shitting in a soup can. It's really cute. Uh, oh, don't worry, you can still see the butt. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There's also little. They're little shits <laughs> with these. It's really funny. It's incredible. This is really great. Oh my god. Okay. Um, and they're really affordable. It's about fifteen euro. Fifteen euro, That's which is good. how many? I'm not even going to try to put that into dollars, but it can't be more than thirty dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, worth every penny. Absolutely. What, what a gift. What a gift. Yeah. Get it for someone you. <laughs> really love that's right my recommend my personal rec yeah uh mark alos pla and his family run this website and he told the bbc he expects to sell about thirty thousand figures this year good <laughs> i'm so glad and i'm extraordinarily thrilled to let you know that 50 percent of the site's international sales are from the united states of course <laughs> Of course they are. I've never been so proud to be an American. Same. Uh, now, I, I wanted to give an honorable mention to another Catalan tradition. Okay. It's called cagatillo, literally the defecating log. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, this is amazing. Now, I have a few photos of these logs. Uh, Dr. Marissa, what do they look like? Am I allowed to say? Yeah. So they're logs. Yeah, they're like faces. logs of wood. Yeah. With faces, exactly. And hats. Uh-huh. So it's logs, like, like imagine like a classic log, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the log, there's a face yeah. and a hat. That's right. Yeah, it's got two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. And the mouth is part is very important. And the what? mouth is, is like um, a D shape. Yeah, smile. Smile. It's like yeah. a happy <laughs> mouth. It's like a smile, open mouth. Yeah. So this log is part of a celebration that takes place before and during Christmas. Uh, it's called the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Oh. Uh, and it began on December 8th of this year. Oh. And honestly, what better way to celebrate a conception but with food, a little violence, and poop? Sounds about um, right. <laughs> begin- Sounds about right. Beginning on December 8th, the first day, quote, families start feeding Cagatillo scraps of food. Okay. He's covered with a blanket to keep him warm until on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, when he's had enough to eat, children children hit him with sticks while singing a song that encourages him to defecate. But the log doesn't produce any old excrement. He defecates Christmas presents. What? End quote. So that's how they get their presents. I... In Catalonia. I, I love Catalonia. <laughs> I just... It's like a pinata. Yes. But it's shitting. But it's shitting presents. Presents. Exactly. And you feed it all week. Uh Uh-huh. So it shits out presents. Oh. There you go. No Santa. No Santa, which I think is, I think a log shitting gifts is an incredible option. I think it's amazing. To have. I really, I I had no idea Catalonia was my favorite place. (laughs) Oh. I love this place. It's so great. I love the culture. I, I know where I want to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I, I want to hit a log and have it shit out pres- presents. Yes. Is it too late? <laughs> Am I too old? No, it's never too late. Okay. <laughs> I want to go. Let's do it. Let's live our dream. Yes. And uh, thank you, Lauren. Thank, thank you, you, Lauren. That was amazing. Yeah, incredible. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you to every member of the flock. It's just you are incredible. Y'all, and we love every single one of you. We love all of y'all. And I, I wish you many defecating logs. That's right. <laughs> this, uh, this season. Yes. Uh, I hope you... Every little shit is your dream. That's yes. what I Yes. <laughs> shit dreams. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> and please, stay interesting. Please do.